Welcome to the Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. This simple, scripturally sound preaching and teaching of the Word of God will direct you to Jesus, the Good Shepherd. Follow the Shepherd's Voice into the green pastures that God has purposed for you. There, you'll find rest for your soul and the fulfilled Christian experience you crave. God bless you as you listen. Do you want to put your hands together for Jesus, somebody? Hallelujah. God bless you. You may be seated. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, it's good to see you tonight. Ask your neighbor, did you come with somebody? Tell your neighbor, somebody, somebody. Tell your neighbor, next time, don't come alone. What's it? Come with somebody, somebody. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Wonderful. Right. Turn your Bibles with me to John chapter 16. John chapter 16, reading from verse 5. But now I'm going away to the one who sent me. And not one of you is asking where I am going. Instead, you grieve because of what I've told you. But in fact, it is best for you that I go away. Because if I don't, the advocate won't come. But if I do go away, then I will send him to you. Hallelujah. These are the words of Jesus. And he was speaking to his disciples. He told them that he needed to leave them. And they were surprised. Because this was something that they were not expecting at all. Where are you going? Because in their minds, Jesus had come to stay. And according to the understanding they had of the Messiah... They thought that he was coming to save them from the Roman Empire and the Roman leaders who at this time were ruling over them. In their minds, the Messiah was going to be like a military leader who was going to rally forces together and go into battle against the Romans and defeat them resoundedly. Now, the blow man says that he's going away. How can the blow man go like that? And so they were very sad. But then Jesus explained to them that, yes, I understand that you are sad that I'm going away. But I need to go. And he explains to them that it is best for you that I go. Because when I go, then somebody else is going to come. 
there is another person whom you need and you need him so much that it is important that I go so that I can send him unto you and he calls him the advocate another version calls him the comforter and that word means somebody who comes to help or somebody who comes to aid it is from the Greek word parakletos and you must know that your English Bible was translated from the Greek version the Old Testament was written in Hebrew or in Aramaic which is another of the languages of the Jews and then the New Testament was originally written in Greek so it is from these original texts that we have our English translations and the word advocate the King James Version has the word comforter all those words are translated from the original Greek word parakletos so somebody may easily think that oh then the Holy Spirit must come from the Volta region because Kletus, Parakletus, it sounds like somebody who comes from the Volta region, but that's not what it is. It is Greek, it is not ever. And it means advocate, it means comforter, it means helper, it means the one who comes to aid. And ladies and gentlemen, Jesus was referring to the Holy Spirit. Everybody say the Holy Spirit. Say it again, the Holy Spirit hallelujah and so i've been teaching you about the holy spirit and i'm going to continue the teaching i started by sharing with you who the holy spirit is let's pray father as i teach your people may your holy spirit fall on them and may your holy spirit touch each and every one may your holy spirit the great helper himself give everybody understanding concerning your word and may everybody live here haven't known you better and haven't been drawn closer to you in jesus name amen so who is the holy spirit i explained to you that the holy spirit is the third person of the holy trinity number two who is the holy spirit the holy spirit is god number three who is the holy spirit the holy spirit is somebody who was there at the creation of the world number four who is the Holy Spirit? He is a person, not a thing. Amen. Amen. The Holy Spirit is a person, not a thing. And then the last thing I told you about who the Holy Spirit is, is that it is through the Holy Spirit that we become born again. Remember that I told you last week, you cannot be born again without two powerful forces. Number one, the word of God which is also referred to as water in the Bible. It washes you and it cleanses you. But the person who takes the word and cleanses you with it and washes you with it is the Holy Spirit. In fact, before you can become born again, the Holy Spirit must convict you. He must let you see that there's something wrong with me. He must let you see that you need God in your life. Because if you don't realize your need of God, there is no way you will give your heart to him. How many can understand that? So you will only 
thing about giving your heart to Jesus and surrendering your life to God when you realize that there is something missing in my life. And the one who helps you to see this is the Holy Spirit. So the Bible says that he convicts the world of sin and of righteousness. Of righteousness because he makes you to see that you cannot be righteous by yourself. That you need the righteousness that comes from God. So the Bible says of Jesus that God made him to be sin for us. He who knew no sin so that we could become the righteousness of God in him. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 21. And so the Holy Spirit makes you see that all your righteousnesses are like filthy rags before the Lord. And there is nothing that you can do per se that will make you right before God. Nothing. It takes God himself to impute righteousness upon you. Can I have an amen? And then the Holy Spirit also makes you to see that there is a judgment day coming. That a day will come we will stand before God and he will judge us. If you accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior and you gave your heart to him, then on that day, your place in heaven will be secured. But if you did not accept Jesus as Lord and Savior and you died in your sins, then unfortunately, you will end up in a terrible place called hell. So the Holy Spirit convicts us of all of these things. And that is why we're explaining that without him, we cannot be born again. The last thing I said to you last week before we left was that there are actually two levels or two periods or, or two periods, yes, of your life when you can experience the Holy Spirit. Before and during the born again experience and number two, after you become born again. What I meant by that was that before you become born again, you need the Holy Spirit and you can experience him because he will convict you that you are a sinner. And then during the born again experience itself, you need him because he's the one who will take the word and wash you with it so that you become clean in the sight of the Lord. But then after you become born again, you can also experience the Holy Spirit. And when you experience the Holy Spirit in this way that I'm describing, that, ladies and gentlemen, is what we call the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Everybody say the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Say it again, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Will you please turn your Bibles with me to the gospel according to St. Luke chapter 3. Luke chapter 3, reading from verse 15. We are reading verse 15 and 16. New Living Translation. Everyone was expecting the Messiah to come soon. And they were eager to know whether John might be the Messiah. This is John the Baptist. John answered their questions by saying, I baptize you with water. But someone is coming soon who is greater than I am. So much greater that I am not even worthy to be his slave 
and untie the straps of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Hallelujah. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And so we see that John the Baptist is making reference to Jesus and something he's going to do when he comes. He says he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Acts chapter 1 verse 4 to 5. Now this is after Jesus had resurrected from the dead and he was getting ready to leave and ascend back to heaven. The Bible says once when he was eating with them, he commanded them, do not leave Jerusalem until the father sends you the gift he promised. As I told you before, John baptized with water, but in just a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And so you can see that in these two scriptures, reference is being made to the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, write this down. After you become born again, after you become born again, I hope you came with your notebooks or your writing device. Oh, shut up. Is it mine? It's not mine. After you become born again, there is an experience of the Holy Spirit you must have. Write it down. After you become born again, where's your book? I don't like that too. He wants me to start quarreling with you. After you become born again, there is an experience of the Holy Spirit you must have. This is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. This is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So I am teaching you. I am not preaching per se. I am teaching. That's why I am taking my time. Somebody say, Pastor, take your time. So check if you have it. After you become born again, there is an experience of the Holy Spirit you must have. Which is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So when must you have this experience? After you become born again. Have you written it down? Omega, you didn't come with your book today too. He's the Alpha and Omega. He's a miracle-working God. May he help you to come to church with your notebook. Because next week, if you don't come with it, you will stoop. And I shall lash you. Three. After all, Jesus lashed people in church. Did he not? Yes, please. Did you write it down? Okay. Number two. So I'm teaching you about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I want you to listen carefully and take it all in. The word translated baptism. The word translated 
baptism, the word translated baptism is the Greek word baptizo. Is the Greek word baptizo, spelling B A P T I Z O. Baptizo. It's a Greek word. So, B for Banche, A for Atomo, P for Prekese, T for Tozafi, I for Ice cream. Inkulenu is spelled with N. Oh. Z for Zomi. And then O for Ofam. Baptizo. So the word translated baptism is the Greek word baptizo, which means to immerse. Which means to immerse. Immerse is spelled I M M E R. S-E which means to immerse so to immerse means to put into alright so the word translated baptism is the Greek word baptizo which means to immerse good my people have put it up there alright so that is what the word baptism means. Remember that I'm talking to you about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And again, the word baptism is translated from the Greek word baptizo, which means to immerse. And to immerse means to put into. So there are two basic types of baptism that we know about. In fact, there are three. The first one is baptism into the body of Christ. Because when you become born again, you are baptized into the body of Christ. That means that you are put into the body of Christ, which is the church. So as you sit here today, if you are born again and you've received Jesus as Lord and Savior, you have been put into the body of Christ. So that's the first type of baptism. The second type of baptism is water baptism. Water baptism. And this water baptism is something that you go through. Have you taught them about water baptism? Have they done that lesson? When are we baptizing them? This Sunday. Wow. So this Sunday there's water baptism scheduled. Beautiful. So water baptism is after you become born again. There's something that you must do according to an instruction that Jesus gave. He said, Go ye therefore and teach all nations. Look at Matthew chapter 28, reading from verse 18. Look at it. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Verse 19. Therefore, Go and make disciples of all the nations. In other words, go and win souls. And make sure that they remain in me. Then the next thing he says is baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. This is Jesus speaking. 
and the baptism that he's referring to there is water baptism and with water baptism after you become born again you you are supposed to go through it so then you go and the one who is baptizing you you can call him the baptizer one that is baptizing you will ask you a few questions do you believe in jesus have you accepted him as lord and savior and all of that and when you say yes then he will so you go to where there's water not small water not a bucket of water a lot of water because baptism i said is to be immersed in so the idea is that you must go into the thing until the water covers your everywhere of course we don't baptize you naked do you see we, we, we don't do that so you wear your clothes and we baptize you so what happens is that you are immersed into the water and then you are raised from it all of that will take about three seconds so maybe those of you who are afraid and are saying mewo mewo it's not a problem at all we just lower you into the water and then we raise you out of it just three seconds so when we say we baptize in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit we just lower you and then we raise you now when you are lowered into the water you are identifying with the death of jesus and you are also identifying with the burial of jesus that's why we put you in the water then when we raise you out of the water you are identifying with the resurrection of jesus so it's something that you go through and it's an open display for anybody who is watching that me elizabeth abe i have received jesus as lord and savior and i have gone through water baptism to make a public statement to everybody that i belong to jesus and my life is in his hands that's why we do water baptism it doesn't mean that if you are not baptized you will not be saved it doesn't mean that but it also doesn't mean that you should choose not to be baptized because you see jesus himself went through water baptism to set an example for us so don't struggle with it just go through it because what saves you is if you confess with your mouth the lord jesus and you believe in your heart that god has raised him from the dead the bible says then you will be saved so that is what actually saves you but in order to fulfill all righteousness you must go through the instruction that jesus gave so that you get saved and then you are baptized that ladies and gentlemen is water baptism but apart from water baptism there is holy ghost baptism and just as with the water baptism you are immersed into water with the holy ghost baptism you are immersed into who again beautiful into the holy ghost so in case there was something called oil baptism you'd have been immersed into what oil in case there was something called kerosene baptism you would have been immersed into what kerosene so when we say holy ghost baptism you are immersed into the holy ghost and 
the idea of being immersed into the Holy Ghost is like the Holy Ghost comes to fill you. you let's continue from there. When I move on to this next step, then I'll say what I'm going to say. So how many points do you have? Two. Number three. What am I teaching you about? Only six people are speaking. What am I teaching you about? The baptism of the Holy Spirit. So first of all, I've said to you that after I become born again, there's an experience of the Holy Spirit you must have, which is called the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Do you have that? Do you have that? Number two, the word translated baptism is the Greek word. What is the Greek word? Baptizo, which means what? To immerse. And I've just explained to you what it means to immerse. So when we say water baptism, you are immersed into water. The next point. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is a supernatural coming of the Holy Ghost. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is a supernatural coming down of the Holy Ghost. Write that down. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is a supernatural coming down of the Holy Ghost over the believer. Over the believer. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is a supernatural coming down of the Holy Ghost over the believer comma fills him or her to overflowing fills him or her to overflowing I'll take it again the baptism of the Holy Spirit is a supernatural coming down of the Holy Ghost over the believer Fills him or her to overflowing, comma, resulting in the person, resulting in the person, resulting in the person, men training resulting in the person. Becoming immersed in the glory of God's presence. I will explain it to you. Ah, resulting in the person becoming immersed in the glory of God's presence. Ah, I will take it again. The baptism of the Holy Spirit. Mm, when I say, mm, say, mm, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is a supernatural coming down of the Holy Ghost over the believer, comma, fills him or her to overflowing, comma, resulting in the person. Becoming immersed in the glory of God's presence.
presence. Ah, what train yama It is good. Now let me break it down for you. I said that it is the coming down. It's a supernatural coming down. You see, when we say something is supernatural, it means that it is beyond natural. That's what it means. Supernatural means that it is beyond natural. And in a Christian context, supernatural means that it is coming from God. Is that okay? So the baptism of the Holy Spirit is a supernatural coming down of the Holy Ghost over the believer. He comes over the believer. Then what does he come to do? He comes to fill him or her. And fill him or her to the overflowing point. Resulting in the person because when it is overflowing, it means that it is pouring over you. And then now you become immersed in the glory of God's presence. Because the Holy Spirit, when it comes around, you experience the glory. Glory means beauty. Glory means splendor. Glory means magnificence. So when you are immersed in the Holy Spirit, you are immersed in the glory of God's presence. Now that is what the Holy Ghost baptism is about. It is a supernatural coming down of the Holy Ghost over the believer, fills him or her to overflowing, and the result is that the person becomes immersed in the glory of God's presence. I gave you this illustration. If I have a glass in a bowl and then I fill the glass with water till it overflows and it will overflow into the bowl and as I keep pouring in, as I keep pouring in, what's going to happen is that now the glass or the bottle with the water will now be immersed in the water now that is what happens with the holy ghost baptism he comes to fail and it's a supernatural thing it's not natural god is the one who is filling you who is releasing the holy ghost upon you and then he comes to fail you now the part of you that the holy spirit comes to fail is really your spirit your spirit is inside your body. And I've told you that the real you is a spirit. So, Mr. Evelyn, you are a spirit. Do you see? Is the key word for spirit, Samai? Ah, sorry. <laughs> Samai is what? Ghost. About the Holy Spirit, we call him Holy Ghost and Holy Spirit. So that means Holy Samai. Okay, no problem. So the real you is a spirit. That's you. And you live inside a container. So this your body that you are always worrying yourself about is just a container. That's all it is. It's a container. The real you is a spirit. So when we see you, Evelyn, we are looking at the container. 
But the interesting thing is that the real you, it looks like the container. <laughs> now, when you die, the real you, which is the spirit, comes out of the container. And the part of you that is buried is the container. That is the reason why you shouldn't be too worried where they bury you. And what they bury you in. I don't know why we are so concerned about the container. You know, there's a, a saying that don't mind the body, mind the engine. Yes. Yes. So, you see, your spirit is the engine and that's what you should mind. Not the body. That is why it's a very sad thing when as Christians we concentrate so much on our bodies <laughs> and then we, 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 we don't dwell so much on the spirit so when you wake up in the morning all you are thinking about is food where is the food where is the food where is the food you eat 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 today i spoke to one of our uncles in church today is his birthday and he said to me when i called him this morning that i want to drop off my children at school and the teachers were asking me, where is the birthday cake? We know it's your birthday, but we thought you are coming to do our show. And he explained to them that he's not interested in that. That today, as his birthday, he is waiting on God. That means he is fasting. And he explained to them that he's thinking about the spirit. He wants to feed the spirit instead of the body so the real you is a spirit evelyn you understand so the real you is what it's a spirit we are some i mean we are hey nobody should call her summer from today otherwise i'll be very bored with you when the holy spirit comes upon you through what we call the Holy Ghost baptism, he comes to dwell inside your spirit. Because it is spirit to spirit. Spirit to spirit. He comes to dwell inside your spirit and he fills you to overflowing points. Said that now your spirit is immersed, not your body. Your spirit is immersed in the glory of God's presence. Now that is an explanation of this whole thing called the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Have you understood it? You have understood? Alright. Number four. Even before Jesus spoke about this experience. Even before Jesus spoke about this experience, Shemima, Minyamie, Shemima. I just remembered it. Shemima, Fausunsum, Shemima, Shemima. Minha mie, shemima. 
Even before Jesus spoke about this experience, God had already promised that he was going to pour out the Holy Spirit on his people. God had already promised that he was going to pour out the Holy Spirit on his people. So even before Jesus spoke about this experience, God had already promised that he was going to pour out the Holy Spirit on his people. In fact, if you look back at Acts chapter 1 verse 4 to 5, which I read to you, Jesus spoke to the disciples. He said, do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised. The gift he promised. Now, when did God promise it? He promised it hundreds of years before Jesus came. And before the baptism of the Holy Spirit became a reality. So, if you read from Joel chapter 2, which Pastor James read from today when we were praying. Joel chapter 2, verse 28 to 29, King James Version. Joel chapter 2, verse 28 to 29. It says, And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. So it is for old men to dream. And for young men and women to do what? Prophesy. Then it goes on. Your young men shall see visions. And also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days will I pour out my spirit. Now this is God speaking through the prophet Joel. And it will interest you to know that this prophecy was given 700 years before Jesus was born. 700 years. It will not be today. It will not be today at all. So 700 years before Jesus was born, God had already given this prophecy that a time was going to come, he was going to pour out his spirit upon all flesh and he was referring to the baptism of the holy spirit it is not only joel who prophesied but we see that other prophets prophets also prophesied about this isaiah did isaiah chapter 44 and verse 3 she 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 so she 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 go and so nyame son sume she go and so son son boafue she go and so ah Isaiah chapter 44 verse 3 new living translation for I will pour out water to quench your thirst and to irrigate your parched fields. Now notice, and I will pour out my spirit on your descendants 
and my blessing on your children. Take note of the expression. I will pour out my spirit on your descendants. He's referring to the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So Isaiah also prophesied about it. Hundreds of years before Christ was born. Another prophet prophesied about this. Ezekiel chapter 36. She, she, she go yen so. She, she, she go yen so. Onyame son sume. She go yen so. Son son boafue. She go yen so. Ezekiel 36, reading from verse 26, it says, And I will give you a new heart, and I will put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart. Say, Ewo. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart. And I will put my spirit in you. Baptism of the Holy Spirit. So that you will follow my decrees and be careful to obey my regulations or instructions. So God was explaining to the people that you have been rebelling against me, sir. It is because your heart is like a stone. But a time is coming. I will take that heart of stone away and I'll replace it with the heart of flesh. Now that is describing if you like the born again experience. And then after that he said I will put my spirit in you so that you will follow my decrees and be careful to obey my regulations. So it is through the Holy Spirit through the help of the Holy Spirit that we are able to obey God and to follow his instructions. So this is Ezekiel speaking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and then Isaiah also spoke about it and of course Joel. So I'm explaining to you because I'm sharing with you about the baptism of the Holy Spirit that the baptism of the Holy Spirit was prophesied or was promised many years before Jesus even spoke about it. Hallelujah. So I've shown you what Joel said. I've shown you what Isaiah said. I've shown you what Ezekiel said. Amen. Then the last thing. This promise of the Holy Spirit was fulfilled on the day of Pentecost. And from there on. So that promise we read about, that Joel gave, that Isaiah gave, that Ezekiel gave, that promise of the Holy Spirit or the baptism of the Holy Spirit was fulfilled on the day of Pentecost. And since then, that promise has been fulfilled. So this was fulfilled on the day of Pentecost and from there on. Acts chapter 2. We are reading from verse 1 to 4. Yeah, Rebepon. Acts chapter 2, reading from verse 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, 
they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled, that is the sound, it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them clothing tongues like as of fire and it sat upon each of them. So when we say clothing tongue, it's like when you light a fire. When you light a fire, maybe you have, you are burning some things and you light it and the fire comes up. You see that the fire looks a certain way. That's what we mean by clothing tongue. So the holy, so, so what happened to them was that clothing tongues like as of fire came and sat upon each of them. It sat upon each of them. And the Bible says, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. They were all what? Filled with the Holy Ghost. And began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Hallelujah. So this is the first time that we are seeing the fulfillment of this promise that God made hundreds hundreds of years before. Jesus, before he left, told the disciples that don't go anywhere. Stay in Jerusalem and wait for the promise of the Father because in a few days to come, you are going to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And true to what Jesus said to them, the day of Pentecost came. There were, if I'm not mistaken, 120 believers. Were they 120? Somebody check and confirm. They were in the upper room. Pardon? They were in the upper room on that day. The doors were locked. They were just there. When suddenly, they heard a sound and everybody could hear it. Where are you running away to? And this sound filled the room where they were. And I'm sure everybody was wondering, what is going on? What is happening? And then suddenly, each one of them saw that, ah, on my friend's head, on everybody's head, I can see a clothing tongue of fire. It's like fire. So it, it was not something they imagined. They saw it fully sitting on everybody's head. How many disciples were there? It's confirmed. All right. Look, sometimes these things you have to check and be sure. You see, I don't, I don't want to be a pastor who pretends that I know everything and that I remember everything. So that's why sometimes when I make some of these statements, I would ask that it be checked. Because there was another time there were 500 believers and all of that. So I wasn't sure which one it is. And it's not a problem. We check, you confirm it, then you move on. So how many disciples were in the upper room on that day? One twenty. 
and the clothing tongues of fire settled on everybody's head. So as you look at your neighbor, I say that, hey, then look at them, hey, hey, then you ask your neighbor, me too, is there some on my head? They said, there's some on your head. It was the Holy Spirit who had come. And the Bible says it filled them. Every one of them, the Holy Spirit filled them. And then the Bible says they began to speak with tongues as the Holy Spirit gave them utterance. Now, those of you who were in the school on Sunday, I heard Pastor James sharing with you about the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. I will touch on that again later on. But I'm explaining to you that this baptism of the Holy Spirit, the first time we see it happening or being fulfilled, the promise of the Father being fulfilled, was on the day of Pentecost. When the 120 believers were in the upper room, and then the Holy Spirit came upon them and filled them. And that is the first time we see, after Jesus left, of the disciples being baptized with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So these are a few things that I want to share with you about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And next week, by the grace of God, I'm going to share with you why we need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So I've just explained to you about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And next week, I'm going to share with you why we need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Somebody may ask me, Papa Osofo, why are you teaching us these things? I'm teaching you these things because it's important that you progress and advance in your knowledge of God and of the things of God. It's important. And especially where the Holy Spirit is concerned, it is important that we understand who he is so that we can relate well with him. It is important to understand how he comes upon us, how you can receive the Holy Spirit. And it's important to understand when he comes upon you through the baptism of the Holy Spirit, what are the benefits? What does it come to do for you? Now, you must know these things. As a believer and as a child of God, you must know it, you must understand it, and you must even be able to teach it to others. That shows that you are actually progressing in your Christian experience. Unfortunately, there are a lot of believers who don't know these things. And after I am done with this teaching, you should be able to answer all the questions that your friends and your colleagues will ask you about the Holy Spirit. If you really pay careful attention and heed to the things that I've shared with you, you should be able to explain the Holy Spirit to your friends and let them understand who he is and what the baptism of the Holy Spirit is and why we need the baptism and the benefits of the baptism so today we just run through if you like it's an introduction to the baptism of the holy spirit next week sunday i'm going to press on from that and talk about why we need the baptism of the holy spirit have you been blessed wonderful rise to your feet and let us close thank you father 
Thank you, Jesus. We bless you. We bless you. For about 30 seconds, thank God for the lessons that you've learned today. Thank God for today's teaching. And pray for yourself that the Holy Spirit should reveal more unto you. That what you have heard today should remain in your heart and in your mind and should greatly help your relationship with the Holy Spirit. Speak to him right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you for today's teaching about you. And thank you for every revelation we've received about you. How you are the promise of the Father. How Jesus also promised that he had to go so that you could come. How hundreds of years before you were released upon us. God had promised that he was going to give us the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Thank you that that promise was fulfilled on the day of Pentecost. Thank you that you come to fill us till we overflow and become immersed in the glory of your presence. Holy Spirit, we need you. We need you, sweet spirit divine. And I pray, let everyone here tonight, everyone listening to me, be drawn closer to you. May every one of us develop our fellowship and our communion with you, the Holy Spirit, so that we can receive all the benefits that come as a result of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father, tonight in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Jesus. We bless your name. Let your living water flow over my soul. Let your Holy Spirit come and take control. Every situation that has troubled my mind. All my cares and burdens unto you. I sing it again. Let your living water. Let your living water flow over my soul. Hey, let your Holy Spirit come and take control over every situation that has troubled my mind all my cares and burdens unto you i roll sing jesus 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 sing abba father father Oh, oh, Father, hey, Father. Now lift up your hands and sing, Holy Spirit, Spirit, oh, Spirit, Spirit. Sing it again, Holy, Holy. Holy Spirit, Spirit, oh Spirit, 
Thank you for listening to the Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. We do hope that you were greatly blessed. For further inquiries, please call, WhatsApp, or send an SMS text to plus 233-243-886-622. God bless you.